25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. <laughs> you did it, Roger. <laughs> you got in the chicken hawk sound yeah. effect in the opening of the show. The eagle has landed. And a boy, man. Hey, listen to what I'm doing here to start the show. Look at this. Yeah, you hear that? That's well, some coffee. Man. Plenty of. Did, it, did you say it smells good? I because because even if you can't smell it, let me promise you something. It smells good, and it even tastes better. Coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany is in the thermos. I got a full thermos of coffee. We got two hours with you on the radio today. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, say it with me, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Hey, everybody. It is Tuesday of game week. You had press conferences yesterday. Really not a lot came out of it. It's, it's kind of unusual, frankly. There will be some more uh, coaches that will do their press conference stuff today around the SEC and, and other schools, but it's kind of unusual for you to have the, the opening week Monday press conferences and it's just kind of like whatever. Crickets. I used to even have a – a good show host, Roger, would have had his cricket sound effect already ready over here. You got one? There you go. That's kind of what it was yesterday. <laughs> but I guess in in some ways, no news is good news. Um, so they'll do some more, you know, some more coaches. I think the Saban, I think Saban may actually have his press conference uh, uh, today. Before we go much farther, though, here today in the Farm Bureau studio, with you and all the folks at Farm Bureau and the home team, uh, let's say hello to our friend, Roger, from Mr. Roger's it's Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Hey, Roger! Would you Won't you be, be mine? mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty. Would I will be your neighbor, happy to be your neighbor. <clears throat> Would you be mine? Hey to everybody on Twitter, I'm Radio Wyatt. If y'all want to tweet me, uh, Roger doesn't have Twitter. He's too busy in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. I need to get it, though. I'm always wanting to tweet somebody. Yeah, I, can't so, do what, I can't tweet what I want to say on the station Twitter. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. If you want to tweet something at me or Roger, we're Radio Wyatt on Twitter. How about that? There you go. Now, also, uh, you can text the show. Lots of different ways to be a part of the show. You can text the show today at 885-ESPN. Got it? It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Text away. You can call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. Right here at home, 
Madison and Jackson. Divinity Equipment, again, that number, 601-995-1059. So uh, hit us up there. Let it rip, tater chip. Also, um, if you're watching today on Facebook, over at uh, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Hey to everybody that's tuned in. Hey to Derek. Derek said that the press conferences were just blah, 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 which we all agree on that. He also says Matt Wyatt, the best quarterback slash punter. And then it's one of those laughing faces, so we know that he's being sarcastic, Roger. When they when they laugh after a comment, we know that they're being sarcastic. Backhanded compliment, we call it. That's right, backhanded compliment. And I really wasn't even like like a real sure enough punter. I mean, I was, but not. I wasn't the starter. And so I got to do the pooch punting, which meant we're going to put you at midfield, Matt. Just kick it as hard as you possibly can, and we're not worried about it going in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what would be the strategic advantage to that? Well... That's funny that you ask. The old all over the plate. Listen, there. the old pooch punt, Roger. It was on our team in the late '90s at Mississippi State. It was called Matt's team, Roger. It was my team, <laughs> <laughs> and but what it was is because I had experience punting, I could handle it and all that kind of stuff. And we had um, an offensive center, my roommate Paul Mooney who could also deep snap, was very good at it. And um, so by keeping the offense on the field, and I would you know get up there like we were going to run a play, it forced the defense to stay on the field. They could not go put their punt return unit out there because for fear of at any moment we may run a play, right? Because I'm the quarterback, right? We got offensive players on the field. But if I, in the middle of the snap, I back up to 8 or 10 yards, not the full 15 yards where you normally punt from, but just back up to like 10, and they snap it to me and I quick kick it, we have a greater chance now. If I can handle that, we have a greater chance to pin them inside the 10-yard line with no chance for a punt return. And when we had those great teams in the late 90s, we weren't that great on offense anyway, primarily because of quarterback. (laughs) Our defenses were like the number one defense in the country. So – our primary objective was to eat up some clock sometimes, get it to midfield, and just punt them deep and let them play against our defense. You know, So, yeah, um, there, there's a great strategic advantage if you have people who can do it and you can use it the right way. Yeah, Anybody doing that these days? Not many. Look, not very many people do it. Let's see over here on Facebook. Bobby says, is it true that Rocky is not eligible at quarterback this way? <laughs> who, Rocky Felker? Because if he has any eligibility left, I don't care how old he is. Let's put him out there. I never actually saw him play, but I sure have heard about it. Uh, Derek said that I actually was one of his favorite quarterbacks and that he uh, he loved the pooch punt. JB, hey, our mutual friend JB, Roger, who you call JB, mm-hmm. he says Roger on, Roger on Twitter is like this, and then he has a picture of Goober from the Andy Griffith Show. What is it? Is that an inside joke? I don't know what he's. I don't know. I what he's, he's going to have a picture of a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to ask him about that one. And and before we move on, one last thought on the pooch punt thing from back in the nineties. Okay, I constantly get asked this question, Matt. Did y'all ever actually run a play instead of just pretending like you were going to run a play? Do you actually ever run one? The answer is one time in my career. 
we ran an offensive play out of the pooch punt formation. It was my freshman year against Georgia. They elected to pass and go for it on fourth down. We they thought we were going to punt it. We passed it, you know, through a pass on a slant route to Jeremy Jones, a wide receiver, who it was going to hit him right in the numbers. He was going to catch it for a first down. The Georgia defensive back just basically tackled him before the ball got there. And what do you know? We didn't get a call. So nobody saw that. Yeah. And it was so long ago that really decent film of the event does not exist these days. <laughs> I guess that's my excuse. I think we've come a long way. And we sure we certainly have. Um Kobe, I'm gonna get to your text here in a little bit. Yes, this is news today, by the way. Um Kobe says Matt and Roger. You wanna be like Kobe, Texas show eight eight five ESPN. Matt and Roger, do you think the luck retirement combined with losses of other backups around the league will open the door for Cap to get a job in the league? Listen, did I not see that that happened? I thought I saw that the Colts signed him, or was that a bogus link? Y'all help me out, but again, I, I am not—I um, have not been glued to Twitter today. In fact, I'm trying to glue to Twitter less. <laughs> but I could have well, sw- sworn that I. There, I s- it was trending yesterday, and it came out on TMZ that Colin Kaepernick hit the gym after Andrew Luck retirement. It says, "Staying ready." Okay, meaning there's a job open. Well, it had to have been a bogus link because uh, that I saw, or you know, like I say, bogus. Um, what do they call it? Um, a fake account on Twitter or something? Because look, if the Colts had signed him, it would be front page news on every website you went to, and it's not there on ESPN and stuff. So. Okay, so he's staying ready. There's a job open. Okay, Heath, thank you. Thank you. Heath on Facebook gave me the thumbs up that it was a bogus link. Again, but, I, but, but it's all out there in the, as part of a narrative. You know, on different sites, like TYT Sports says, Kaepernick could replace Andrew Luck on the Colts. And then another, yeah. Colin Kaepernick post intense workout vid, still ready for the NFL. That's yeah. TMZ. They're all pushing that. Uh, yeah, Kobe followed up on the text line, and he said that was a false Facebook post about him signing, but I don't believe it until Adam Schefter says so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shefty. Look, um, if, you know, regardless of all the other stuff, if Colin Kaepernick is good enough to help your team or certainly to come in and maybe be your backup after being out of the league, for man, you know, feel free, sign him up. Um, I don't think he'd fit in on the Patriots just because of the name. Yeah, no, he wouldn't. Well, and like you say, I mean, a lot of the NFL teams don't want, you know, a political circus going on. It's And I, I think a lot of that stuff gets blown out of proportion. It's just my opinion. But, you know, it's less – it's not as much about what the circus is about. It's just any circus, right? Um, any political circus in your locker room. They just don't – they don't want it during the course of a season. They just don't want that. They want them totally focused on football and no distractions whatsoever. So, You know who does like a circus? Who's that? Jim McMahon. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got one with this XFL thing um, mm-hmm. going on. And, look, I'll watch some of the games. I, I will. Uh, real quick, a couple of other things on Facebook right now. Um, hello to my lovely wife, the homecoming queen. Anna Beth has tuned in. Roger, we best be on our best behavior. Do you understand me? Absolutely. <laughs> because, you know, as she always says. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Well, thank you very much, Annabeth, for letting them know. Um, so she's tuned in. we got to be on our best behavior. Um, 
Derek says you need to sign him. Kaepernick, again, if you need somebody, it's just all about what you need him for. I don't think anybody's going to sign him to be their starter. And look, I mean, it, it, you know, Chad Kelly has been, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, I mean, he has been really, really, really good for them in the preseason. Uh, Chuck asks on Facebook, is there any word on Dak's contract? No, all I can tell, I kind of have gotten tired of following that. The first couple of weeks, you know, I guess of August, it was interesting. Every day there was some news, you know, and he turns this down and Zeke's working out in Cabo San Lucas. And then I just kind of get tired of it, Chuck. And honestly, um, to this point, I don't care. Just play football. They have said that their number one priority is Ezekiel Elliott and his contract stuff. Fine, good for them. Dak is not obviously not holding out, does not care to hold out, wants to play. And what I love about Dak, man, he's a football player. Yeah, his agents are going through the whole contract thing. It's what they do. They can fool with it. He's practicing, wants to play, and is totally 100% on board with just playing out the last year of his rookie deal this year, With even if there's no contract. Just play it out. And um, and I, it's what you have to like about him. He's just a team guy. And he is in a different position than, say, Ezekiel Elliott, who plays a position where he gets beat up every game. Physically, your clock is ticking fast when you're a running back. And when you're a quarterback, it's not as much. You take a beating, but it's nothing like the pounding you take physically as a running back. So it's two totally different situations. And I know they have the Amari Cooper thing going on, too, but He's been hurt, right? He hadn't even practiced a whole lot. Um, yeah, so there's what you have. Hey, uh, question real quick. We we talked a good bit yesterday with Brett Norsworthy about the Ole Miss-Memphis game, Liberty Bowl Stadium, 11 a.m. this Saturday. It's going to be hot as all get out, and, but still it's going to be one of the more interesting games around here, you know, for week one. But I'm curious, anybody out there – Looking forward to going to the New Orleans Superdome for this game, State versus ULL? I'm curious, and I have a story for you about the Superdome. The last time I went was 12 years ago. I'll tell you about that coming up. Real quick, though, just a couple of things on the text line. First, Nick. On the text line, 885-ESPN says, if the Colts would have signed Cap, ESPN would be slobbering over it like it was the moon landing. There is no question about it. (laughs) I mean, it would be, oh my goodness. It would be the clickbait of the century. Miko says, no media circus wanted for Cap, but the Raiders and Cowboys have media circus trending about Antonio Brown and Ezekiel Elliott. Situation's different, but not that different. Yeah, you know, circus is a circus, right? Uh, To a degree. Yeah, it's just different. You know, those are ones that like a uh, – it's not behavioral with Antonio Brown. What would you call – well, I guess it kind of is. It's just – Imagine you had all three of those guys on the, on the team. I mean, are you kidding me? Imagine – In what market? New York. Imagine putting all three of those guys, let's say, in New York on the Jets. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, you're, you know, the internet would explode, as they say. God. The talk radio would be awesome up there. Wouldn't it be incredible? It would just be incredible. Because they, they lose their minds up there. It would almost be as incredible as what is being requested right now in the text line by an unnamed texter. What I'm talking about is the JSU Sonic Boom. We, we kind of dropped the ball yesterday. 
No it punt intended. Uh, well, nobody requested it yesterday, I don't think, Roger. That's right. Come on! The JSU Sonic Boom, thanks for requesting it. Segment one, out of the gates, on the Tuesday show, in the Farm Bureau studio. Here we go. And I'm glad, Roger, that our friends watching on Facebook can see me. Because I go nuts, just nobody Are ever you? sees it. <laughs> Turn hey, it up. You on tape. I'm on tape. Turn it up to 11. Ride around. Roll the windows down. Sonic Boom for you. Jackson State begins their season this Sunday. They don't play Saturday. They play on Sunday. Big finish. There you go. Now the energy is in the building. So speaking of the building, the Superdome in New Orleans. Roger, have you ever been to a game there? No, I've been all around it, but never went inside. Okay. I, I haven't spent much time around it, but I've been in it, right? So I went to a game there at the Superdome 12 years ago. It was 2007. It was like the first or the second game of the year for Mississippi State that year. They were playing Tulane. The game was going to be televised on CSS, Comcast Sports Southeast. And your broadcast crew included me. All right? Really? That was uh, it? That's it. Well, there were others, but I'll, I'll, okay. I was one of the guys, right? So okay. – for, for television. So, again, 2007, had hair, all that kind of stuff. You know, I was in great shape, muscles popping. What happened, Roger? What happened? <laughs> but anyway, so. Life. Right. So, I'm on the TV crew for this game. I was so excited because the play-by-play man scheduled to do this game was Bob Neal. Bob Neal, the voice I grew up listening to on the TBS Game of the Week for the SEC in the uh, 80s and early 90s. And I was really excited. So on Friday night, I had to call a high school game. So, And I spent the night in Jackson and then on to New Orleans the next day on Saturday. On Thursday of that week, Roger, I took my suit to the cleaner. Well, I'd taken it there, and I picked it up on Thursday. I told them, hey, the this suit is a 34 in the waist, and I need it let out two inches to be a 36. Can you all do that? They said, sure. I picked my suit up after they did the alterations and all this stuff at the cleaners on Thursday, called the high school game on Friday, that night after the game, jumped in the car, drove to Jackson, spent the night, got up Saturday morning at the hotel in Jackson, getting ready to go to New Orleans and put on my suit, and I realized that instead of letting my pants out two inches, they had taken it up two inches. So I needed, I had a 34 to start with. I needed a 36. I now have a 32. 32. 32. Roger. Last time you wore a 32, man. Roger. Seventh grade. <laughs> These pants, under no circumstances, were going to button. 
nor were they going to zip all the way. It ain't happening. It's time for me to leave Jackson. I got to get to the game at a certain time. I don't have time nor the money, frankly, to go out and look and buy another pair of pants that morning. I had to figure something out. So I just put the belt in them, cinched the belt up the best I could with pants unbuttoned and unzipped, and just tried to keep it covered up most of the day. <laughs> I sat in the booth for a four-quarter ball game on television, on live television, next to one of the guys I grew up idolizing in broadcasting, Bob Neal, the whole game with my fly open because it wouldn't zip. Nor would the pants, I need a 36, I'm wearing a 32. Tell me he didn't notice. Yeah. He asked me at one point because I had my shirt untucked. And he says, well, you know, I guess you don't need your shirt tucked in. They're really only shooting us from the waist up. I said, Bob, I'll be honest with you. Even if they asked us to tuck our shirts in, I wouldn't be doing it. And I told him why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you talk about But he that. never forgot meeting you. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I always thought a lot about it. He told me some great, great stories. He told me about having coffee with Pat Dye in Pat Dye's office at Auburn one time after practice. And when Pat Dye handed him the coffee cup, he took a sip. And instead of cream and sugar in it, it had whiskey in it. <laughs> he had asked him, you want your coffee fixed? Bob said, yeah. He figured that meant cream and sugar. Fixed coffee for Pat Dye meant Jack Daniels in your coffee. He's got great stories. All right, just getting started. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. When it comes to football, faster is better. What? Touchdown! Same goes for your wireless. Back on the show. I'm oh, God, we love him. That's so great. If you've never heard that before, Roger, somewhere along the way, Roger came up with this thing that is a sound clip from when Nick Saban arrived in Alabama in 2007. When the plane showed up. Hit it again for me, Roger. Hang on. Oh, God, we love him. Yeah, we balling, baby. We balling. <laughs> I got to credit one of Bo's uh, ex-producers, though, for bringing that one in. Oh, it's just fantastic. It's, it's gold. You know, and stuff like that is so good, it makes you wonder, why are we the only ones playing it? I mean, shouldn't everybody it have It's really that? old. It's so old. That's what it is. Well, yeah. I mean. How long has he been there? Well, 12 years, right? There you go. Because we yeah. were talking about, what, 2007? Yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah, we bowling, baby. We bowling. Oh, that right there epitomizes the enthusiasm of the SEC fan. It really does, doesn't it? I mean, just I mean, unabashed enthusiasm, excitement. It's like when I was, we had Brett Norsworthy on yesterday, and and I really mean that. Brett, 
uh, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite broadcasters. And if you listen closely, Brett really does have a way with words. He can succinctly describe things. Like yesterday, when he said that Florida-Miami game, did you hear what he said, Roger? Was His quote was that Florida-Miami game was the best thing on television all weekend and the worst thing yeah. on television all weekend. He said it was lovably bad. And I thought, what a great way to describe it. It's true. We loved it, even though it was bad. Like watching a Charles racket. Charles Dickens, like, yeah. Yeah. best of times, worst of times. That's exactly right. Very Charles Dickens-esque. Dickinson. Yeah. Dickinson? Is that Dickensian. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get off of this road. Uh, moving on. Moving on. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Lots of different ways to communicate with me right now. If you're watching on Periscope on Twitter, feel free to comment. I'm doing my best to monitor the comments. What's up, Coop? I see you watching. Uh, so feel free. I'll try to keep an eye on it there. I'm also taking a look at the text line. A bunch to get through, uh, to there as well, and we'll do that. Miko, Eric, Tim, the mailman, uh, 100 grand. Everybody. Everybody. And then um, if you want to call the show, uh, feel free. Feel free. Give me a call. Here is the uh, number. It is 995-1059. In fact, let's see here. For the people watching at home, there you go. Look over my shoulder. See that right there? There it is. 601-995-1059. That's the number to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. So hit me up on the Divinity phone. Love to hear from you. You can also text me right there. I need to reply to one of these. What? The uh, text? We, we had somebody, uh, they were upset about Chris not being here. and something. We have to listen to ESP and National again. Yeah. Chris had to go to his father-in-law's funeral. So, or, or an uncle or something like that. So it's a, yeah, I think it maybe it's his uncle. So yeah. he has a good reason. Sorry about that. Yeah, guy. right. Okay. So if you're one, if you're texting in wondering about Chris not being here, um, the best Most of the reasons. time it is a lackadaisical effort, but this time he had a good, <laughs> good excuse. Good excuse this time. Yeah. Hey, um, if you're going to watch, listen to me, especially state fans, listen up. If you're going to watch, that ball game this weekend, State versus the uh, University of Louisiana, better known as Louisiana Lafayette. It's always a little confusing as to what you should call them. Uh, the school and some of their folks, they want to be Louisiana. Others, I mean, and I, officially, they are still Louisiana Lafayette, aren't they? Well, they're in Lafayette. They just want to be the University of Louisiana. We know that in any case, everybody agrees they are the Ragin' Cajuns. But if you're going to watch that game this weekend in the Superdome, I was doing a little studying. Uh, I posted a video today on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matt Wyatt Media. It's also on my Twitter feed, at Radio Wyatt there, that highlights what I think is probably the best position group on Louisiana's team. Their offensive line is very experienced, and they're very good run blockers, but Part of the reason their run blocking is highlighted is they have a great group of running backs at Louisiana. Their names. Number nine, junior running back, Trey Regas. Have that right? Yeah, R-A-G-A-S. Number 15, junior running back, Elijah Mitchell. 
And then number, oh gosh, what number does he wear? Number four, senior running back, Raymond Calais. Okay, so two juniors, one senior. The juniors are Regus and Mitchell. The senior is Calais. Those three players last year combined for 3,000 rushing yards. Now, it's 2,900, 2,900 and change, but let's just round it up to 3,000, shall we? Three players combined for 3,000 yards. Um, Net, Regus had 1,180-something yards rushing. Net, Mitchell was about 50 yards shy of 1,000. They are a great group of running backs. I posted the video at some of their plays against Alabama in the Alabama game last year, and you go, well, Matt, in the third, fourth quarter, it was a blowout against Alabama. They're playing Alabama's backups. Yeah, well, what are Alabama's backups? Five stars? Fours and fives? So still it's a pretty good indication. Anyway, go look at that. You can kind of see some of the way that they design stuff and the way they use those running backs. I'm bringing that up to tell you this. The overall point is in this game, State versus Louisiana, I believe the best position group on the field, collectively, both teams are the running back groups. And I actually have a feeling that those two are potentially going to be highlighted when it's all said and done in this game in the Superdome this weekend. Now, I'm not taking anything away from quarterbacks. You're going to have a new one at each school. Um, I think uh, the kid at Louisiana is is left-handed, and but he's new, new starter. Obviously a transfer, Tommy Stevens for State. But because of Tommy Stevens and his ability to throw the ball, they will have to be a little – they'll have to be honest on defense at Louisiana. They'll still challenge him to throw the ball, so State will hit some early pass plays. But it's going to open up that run game, and I think Kylan Hill and Nick Gibson and this freshman, Weatherspoon, when you all see him, you're going to really like him, okay? I'm just telling you right now. Get ready. So when you look at the three that are going to get the touches at running back for State, I think they're really going to be really good behind their offensive line. And then you look at the three running backs for Louisiana. They were the guts of their offense last year. It's two juniors and a senior. They combined for 3,000 yards last year. They're coming back behind an offensive line that's pretty much all back, who has some has maybe a pro player on that offensive line. And this is a defensive front for State that we don't really know too much about. Fabian Lovett's going to start at one defensive tackle. We know that he's big-time talented. But, um, you, you know, we don't know much else there. And, and he hasn't really played much yet. Yeah, they have a lot of confidence, and State's going to be good on defense. But going into the first game, scouting Mississippi State, knowing what you know, and you've got this offensive line with those running backs, what are you going to do? You're going to attack the middle of that defense, aren't you? You're going to find out what their defensive tackles are made of. I'm just giving you a heads up, and it's only Tuesday, but I'm telling you, I think what you look for, I think what you look for is running backs are going to steal the show, both teams, this Saturday in the Superdome. We're all talking about the quarterback. We're all talking about receivers. I think running backs on both teams are probably going to steal that show on Saturday. That's my hunch anyway. 
If I'm right, remember I said it. If I'm wrong, just just forget it. All right, rolling along with you, just getting started on a Tuesday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Here we go. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents. Now look, I know that's not just a tagline. What it means is it's somebody that you can deal with one-on-one uh, when the need arises. And let me just tell you, at some point, the need is going to arise. And, you know, look, if it's after hours, as they say, you know, um, if it's a Saturday night at 11 p.m. and something happens and you have that fender bender and you desperately need to talk to someone, um, at Farm Bureau, you'll be able to. You'll have a number for your local agent. Call them, and they'll begin to help you right away. All right, hit me up on the Divinity Phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. Divinity Phone. Here is the number, 601-995-1059. Got it? 601-995-1059. You can text the show at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN or 885 885- Three seven seven six. Coming up in hour number two, Matt Stinchcomb, ESPN analyst, SEC Network, former Georgia Bulldog, All-American, first-round draft pick. Now he's in the College Football Hall of Fame, all-around nice guy. He's going to be on the show coming up, uh, or supposed to anyway, in hour number two. If everything goes according to plan, phones work like they're supposed to, we'll Talk with Matt and kind of preview the upcoming week for the SEC. and um, Talk about your team, maybe. We'll see which teams we get into. So that's coming up. On the text line right now, let's see. Nick. No, let's see. I already read Nick's uh, text a little bit ago. Eric says, we're excited about a weekend in New Orleans and a climate-controlled August kickoff. I'm interested to see how the defense performs against a good rushing attack. Well, and... There's a couple of high points right there, yeah, right? If you're going to play on August the 31st in this part of the country, let alone New Orleans, thank goodness it's indoors, right? <laughs> I'm telling you. It, yes. You know, and I mentioned it 12 years ago. It was like the second week of the season. It was early September. Went to that game in New Orleans. Uh, the Superdome State was playing Tulane. And just walking from the car to the Dome to go in the entrance I was supposed to go into, I mean, it's not 200 yards, but it's all concrete, and that heat and humidity bouncing off that concrete, and I was I was like a wet rat by the time I walked into that arena. I was just drenched in sweat, brutally hot, humid. Man, the weather around here is weird right now, Roger. Last night, we went to dinner with some family members here in Tupelo in North Mississippi. My wife's grandmother 
celebrating her 92nd birthday. And um, we all went out to eat and everything. And we walked out. You know, we had a lot of rain in this part of the state yesterday. But last night, the sky had cleared off. There was a beautiful sunset. And there was just this crisp, cool feeling in the air. We all commented on it when we came out of the restaurant last night. It was about 7.30. We said, wow, it feels good out here. It's not even humid anymore. How about that? And then by the time we wake up this morning, the sky is completely overcast. And it is so humid, you could cut it with a knife at about 6 a.m. this morning. What happened? What in the world happened overnight? It's like any time it... It's like any time it gets overcast, Roger, it's, it feels like you're in a greenhouse around here this time of year. Oh, yeah. I mean, you go out. You, I don't know about you, but it's not as noticeable when you're out in it for a few minutes until you come back in and you start to condense. I mean, you just yeah. get like you've got wet all over. Yeah. Mail, this tropical storm down there will shake things up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The mailman in Jackson on the text line, he says, I'm going to throw this out. Andrew Luck retired so that he could get a treatment not approved by the NFL so he could rehab and get better, quicker, and completely better before returning instead of going on the injured reserve and the NFL rules still applying to his rehab. I don't know, maybe. What, sit out for a couple of years, get on steroids so you don't have to worry about getting tested, heal your body up, then come back and play? Is that what Gronk's doing? Is that what we're saying, mailman? Because we know that the growth hormone and the anabolic stuff, which if you're tested for it as an NFL player, you're going to get suspended and make news and all this stuff. So you're saying retire, go out, take all of it, heal up, then make a comeback? Is that what's been going on all these years? And we just now realized it. 100 grand says, man, thanks, Matt. I didn't need some help. I needed some hope to get me through this Tuesday. And you delivered. And I will be headed to Atlanta for the JSU game Friday morning. So you're going over there Friday, and then they play on Sunday. But remind me who they're playing in Atlanta for the opener. We looked it up and went through all the SWAT games the other day, and now I'm just drawing a blank. I mean, I sat right there and talked about it and read it. Dadgummit. I'll find it. Bates. BCU. Oh, Bethune-Cookman. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And Alcorn's opening up with Southern Miss and Hattiesburg. Who's Valley open up with? Okay. See, now I'm putting you on front street because well, I don't know either. Hey, look, this Thursday? Southern Illinois, I think. Oh, I'm about to pull it up. I got it right here. I'll pull it up. Hey, this Thursday, Roger, 630 on CBS Sports Network. UCF, 17th-ranked UCF, is hosting Florida A&M, the Rattlers. Is that the former national champion, UCF? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Spectrum Stadium in Orlando. And so get ready if you want to watch a good halftime show. They'll show that. Mm. Valley opens up against Tennessee State at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, how cool is that? 6 p.m. You can watch it online on ESPN Plus on the app. Saturday at six, if you want. How cool is that for those kids from Valley? They're going to open the season against Tennessee State. And by the way, Tennessee State's starting quarterback is suspended. He's accused of sexual, some kind of sexual battery thing, assault. Anyway, but Valley, you get to open the stadium 
I mean, open the season in the Tennessee Titans stadium. Um, and everybody around the country can watch you on the ESPN app. That's really cool. Yeah, that's great. I don't remember all these suspensions for that kind of thing back, you know, in the day. Yeah, well, and maybe it happened. Was it going on? I mean, yeah. Well, it, it was going on, but maybe. We just know about everything now. That's exactly right, Roger. We get every single solitary piece of news now, and we used to get nothing compared to what was actually going on. Um, a text says that Jason Witten did it. Yes, yeah, he took a year off, went up to the Monday Night Football booth. He was terrible. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I saw a story last week, Roger, that, you know, last year on Monday Night Football, you had Joe Tessitore and Jason Witten in the booth, but they had Booger McFarland on the sideline. But he That's wasn't. The talent in the whole bunch right there. Well, he wasn't standing there, he was on a cart. They called it the Booger Mobile. It was a big machine on rails that could go side, I mean, up and down the sideline. And Booger sat on it. He had a desk, but he's outdoors. He had a desk and a big monitor and cameras on him. And this thing would wheel up and down the sideline. They called it the Booger Mobile. And the problem was, like, people were play, paying these thousands of dollars for, like, front row seats in these stadiums. And Booger would sit there in his big Booger Mobile for a quarter and block their view. And they're complaining. And then the other thing was, it was just odd. They go, let's go down to the sideline of Booger. And they go down there to a report from Booger. And the camera's on him, and he's sitting somewhere, but you don't know where he's sitting. And he's up high, kind of on a perch. <laughs> it's weird. The whole thing was, the whole broadcast last year, Monday Night Football was bad. Did so people start throwing stuff at him? I'm, well, maybe. But. Jason Witten now is back with the Cowboys. They've moved Booger McFarland into the booth with Joe Tessitore, so he's going to be your typical you know, analyst in the booth, which he will do very well there, knows the game, and is has a lot of energy, and, and is just a good talker. And they'll have someone on the sideline, but they reported last week that they sold the Booger Mobile for parts. <laughs> they broke it down. Because it was made up of all these different contraptions and you know, like video equipment and stuff, and they took it all apart in pieces and just sold all the pieces. Yeah, they put that. I'm looking at some pictures online. He was way up there. He's about ten, fifteen feet in the air. That's right. He's way and all up. All the audience could see was his legs. Nobody. Could, that's it. And that's a big all they could see. TV. And a big screen TV that he's watching. And again, think about. You buy the tickets, you go, you travel, you go through this whole expense, and you get there, and for, I don't know, let's just say, what, out of 80 plays in the first half of a ball game, for 15 or 20 of those, you can't see a dadgum thing because he's parked in front of you. It's just that's a bad idea. There are some things that people try. I, I like it when people try stuff. You know, try something crazy. You know, try something people say can't be done. But then there are some ideas people try that you look at it and you go, how could anybody sit in a room and at any point go, this is a good idea? It's amazing that the Boogermobile, somebody went, yeah, it's a good idea. It's just amazing. All right, hour one in the books, hour two coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.